Yeah, very strange. Here we go. Hey, uh, hey, Wes. Hey, Brian. Hey, uh, walk up, i Oh, I couldn't hold it in any longer. I said that was I was just trying to hold for the whole show. Wes said, Brian, you can't talk about walk about the entire show because Vargelsoft is uh is saying how long is it going to take for it, and that was as long as I could hold it in. I can't I can't go more than four and a half seconds without bringing up walk about mini golf. <laughs> what is this walk about you speak of, Brian? Is it oh, any good? My God, my God. Is it is it is more than an obsession. It is more than an obsession. It's not even on my list of games to talk about today. But since Vargosoft made me talk about it, dude, I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, we'll get. I mean, how could we not really? Uh, how could we not get Walkabout on PSVR two? It would be a travesty. Travesty. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I love. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a great game, uh, and it's about to enter a new era for their DLC with the Labyrinth thing coming out and mm. future themed DLC coming, but. The best thing about Walkabout is the cross-platform multiplayer, and uh, yeah, man, a perfect a perfect title for any new VR library. Absolutely, and and now that I've gotten that out of my system, let's start the show. Let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day, and Friday right here on YouTube, live at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching it right now, you could very well be watching it live, or we could just be screwing with your mind, and you could be watching it later, you know, later when Sci-Fi Gamecat Henry gets those timestamps up on the show, channel, description, words, uh, but don't forget, you don't have to watch it live or even watch it in video format because our good buddy Jay Meow has made sure to uh, to get this thing uh, up and running on podcast services of your choice. Which ones? I don't know. It's your choice. I don't really care which ones you watch. You listen to it on. Uh, but dude, Wes, I, you know, before I even introduce you, because <laughs> obviously so much more important stuff to do here. Um, I, I just got to give a shout out to all the cats out there, man, because everybody's doing crazy stuff. We, we got a serial killer who, who got the fan wiki page up uh, recently. And then right after that, uh, we, we had Jamie out who got, got our website up recently. Literally without parole.com is a thing now. I, I can't believe it. It's a thing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That's a thing. That is a thing. I've owned, I've owned the domain, the URL for so long. Uh, and I was like, one of these days we're going to get a website up and running. And then Jamie out finally did it. Um, so shout out to all the cool cats out there doing all the great stuff. Um, you know, especially the, our moderators that, that keep my day to day, uh, life way easier than, than rightfully should be. Uh, but also thank you to you, Wes, for joining us every single West day. Uh, if you guys don't know, this is Wes Dillon from virtual strangers. How's it going, bud? It is going, uh, great, Brian. Uh, it's been busy. I've had a lot going on here, uh, the, the last week or so, you know, um, I want to shout my wife out because typically uh, we get along pretty well because I keep my, my VR podcasting activities to two days per week, sometimes three. Uh, but it's been every day pretty much for the last week We're, uh, doing recorded videos, which is something that we don't typically always do. Uh, but I've done two of those since we last spoke. So it's been a, a very busy time of preparation and uh, execution. But everything has gone 
extremely well. And uh, for that reason, I'm in a very good mood today. Nice. Shout out to Wes's wife. That's something we get a lot of shout outs for around here. Oh, dude, you really like you really put me to shame over there. That's all I got to say is that like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this technically full time. Right. And once upon a time, I waited tables and did this full time. Uh, but man, like you've got a full time job. You've got a full time family, wife, kids. And, and also like the amount of content you put out on virtual strangers is just I mean, just mind blowing. You know, it, it really makes me go, geez, I got to step up my game over here. If this is what I call <laughs> full time. What's going on in the land of virtual strangers? Anything uh, we should be looking forward to or getting caught up on? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, of course, it's West Day, so we've got strangers in the night coming uh, later on the night, uh, which we are featuring. Um, what are we featuring this week? Uh, we're, we're doing Kayak VR Mirage. I'm sure you're nice. familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also doing the Twilight Zone VR, uh, uh, which, I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in. And what we have to say about that. Uh, and then we're going to do another title, um, which is going to launch on Quest tomorrow that will remain nameless. Whoa. If you need, if you want to know, you got to tune in. Make sure you subscribe to Virtual Strangers. The link for that is in the description below. But getting back to some Without Parole stuff. Guys, don't forget, if you want to support the channel, you can go to patreon.com slash withoutparolegames and uh, hook us up for however much you want every single month. Three bucks a month gets your name on that little scroll going by constantly uh, and also gives you access to voice chat over on our Discord. Other than that, Discord's totally free. Feel free to click the link in the description and join us over there. Uh, and for $5 a month, you get exclusive video content, uh, which right now means a Why We Love episode roughly once a month. Uh, dude, oh, we got re- to record ours. That, that's mm-hmm. important. I keep, keep forgetting. <laughs> um, that's another thing. That's another thing I've been preparing for is, uh, you know, playing ga- playing a game that's not in my my rotation for my content. That I've been uh, getting that one in when I can. Right. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited to do that one. Here, I got, I got to take down the logo so that people can see Tornado. I know it's just hotly requested. Um, yeah, and, and I'm and I'm going to do my best to absolutely get content up there for all the Patreon supporters, not just the five dollar people, because uh, I want to sh- make sure that you guys know that even if you're just giving a dollar a month, that I support, that I support, no, that I appreciate the fuck out of you. I think that's what I was looking we for. We love you. Thank you. Right on, uh, dude. Let's let's kick things off here. Um, what's going on, bud? Come on, come on. Listen, listen. If you're going to be up here, then at least get on camera. You want to get up here? When I get up here, listen, while I try to coax Tornado onto camera, uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Donatello, the scientist game cat with the $5 tip, says, The thought of playing Quest games on my PSVR 2 makes me sick. I know they will be better in all that, but I hope Brian notes Quest game in review. Interesting. Interesting. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy and paste this, because before we begin our Quest discussion, uh, I do want I, I to... Think, I think there's a lot of things we should probably address before we get there. But speaking of PSVR 2, uh, Emily Baxter in Viewer Takeover. If you guys don't know, you can post your Viewer Takeover questions over on our Discord. Just click click the link in the description below and go to the Viewer Takeover channel and leave your questions there. Yes, you can always leave questions here in the chat, but we might miss them. Uh, so Viewer Takeover channel on Discord is a good place to do that. She writes, hashtag Viewer Takeover. Hypothetical question. If PSVR 2 becomes a fiasco to get because of bots and scalpers and Brian Paul can't get one at launch will brian pay scalper prices since his channel depends on the latest news now this is this is a scary prospect right wes 
because uh, yes. you and I, I think, are in a very similar boat. Uh, I don't think you're going to let launch go, launch day come and go without getting a PSVR two. Am I right? Am I right on that? Uh, yeah, I've been waiting too long. And, and you know, even even if I didn't have uh, you know a channel to provide content for or multiple channels at this point, um, I don't think I would be able to hold back at this point. Like I've been so ready. I was ready to buy this thing like with money in hand 18 months ago <laughs> yeah. i've been sitting here still with money in hand so uh yeah I, as much as i would hate to uh allow some asshole to prospect uh profit off of me i'm not sure that i would be able to uh you know control myself yeah i'm kind of with you uh I, I don't i don't know if there's like some sort of like maximum price where i'm like well as long as it's not more than a thousand dollars i'll pay it but I'm 100%, if I need to pay $1,000 to have a PlayStation VR 2 on launch day to let people start covering it then, then that's that's what I'll do. Um, but but it does lead to kind of a good question, Wes. How, I mean, how, how chaotic do you think the PlayStation VR 2 launch is going to be? Like, obviously, the PlayStation 5 was, to put it in Emily Baxter's terms, kind of a fiasco. Do, do you think that we're going to see something similar for PSVR 2? Or is the VR market just not there yet to create that kind of demand, uh, supply and demand problem? I think that that's, will be an aspect um, that, that certainly has some impact. But um, beyond you know that, I, I kind of feel like the PS5 launch was a bit of a learning experience for Sony and everyone. You know? I mean, the sort, shortages affected everyone, not just Sony. Things are only just now starting to normalize in all the tech markets. I mean, graphics cards are only coming into stock. And by the way, the, the, the last line of graphics cards launched pretty much in sync with the last line of consoles. So everything's just now starting to come into stock. And I think, um, uh, I believe, and I know you believe that Sony uh, has plans for VR in the future. And, and a lot of what they have planned depends on uh, PSVR 2 having it a successful launch and uh i think that's part of the reason why we don't have it yet uh is i do think that that they don't want this to be a reality of course it is going to sell out uh and they're not going to be able to meet demand but i don't expect it to be nearly as impossible to get as ps5 was right it would be one thing it'd be one thing if it was tough to find on launch day or launch week or even launch month but here we are closing in on two years since the playstation uh, five launch and it, for some people it's been just as hard to get one today as it was on launch day uh which is uh which is which is pretty insane I've, i mean it, i've never i've never seen one for sale in person like <laughs> never ever I, I i wish i could i wish i could even go to bat for that and say yeah no same here but i'd have to leave my apartment and actually walk into a store and go oh look there's one but i but I, but I don't leave my apartment or or, or really go anywhere. Um, so it's always so it's always fascinating to me when I go on Amazon and it's like, hey, they're, they're available right now. And then I post it in Discord, and then you know, like five minutes later, they're all gone. Um, but they are, but but they are getting easier to find slowly. Amazon has actually Much. implemented a new invitation uh, uh, purchase option for uh, for their prime members. So just as an experiment about a week ago, when I first saw that I clicked the, I clicked the invite button and they were like, okay, cool. We know like when they're available, we'll send you a link that you can use for 48 hours to purchase one. And I was like, great. Not that I'm going to use it, but I can maybe pass that link on to somebody else. 
it's right. I've not gotten the invitation yet. <laughs> like it's it's so it, it better than having to refresh a page every five seconds. But but at the same time, uh, if they're not in stock, they're just not in stock, and they can't sell it any possible way. <sighs> yeah, I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be. There's going to be a lot of hype around it. Uh, I think that the 6 million people who bought a PlayStation VR 1 are going to be very interested in this. I think a lot of people who jump ship to Quest are going to be very interested in this. I think people who bought a Quest and that was their first headset are going to go, oh man, like look at look at these look at these console quality games that like, like this is the next evolution of VR. They're going to be interested. I think a lot of people are going to be interested. Um, and if, the, if those numbers that keep floating around the internet, the 15 million Quest 2 numbers, uh, which I'd love to find out if those are accurate or not, uh, that, that means that the market is bigger than it's ever been. Uh, and there could, there could be a, a huge shortage on PSVR too. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you touched on something, uh, uh, that is a, is going to be a factor as well. And that is, um, the storefronts, right? Your Amazons, your best buys, uh, everyone who, who carries, uh, you know, consoles and accessories, uh, they all have this past two years, three years of experience as well, and they are taking measures to uh, to mitigate some of the bot activity. So it's not going to be as easy for scalpers this time as it was a few years ago. The, uh, everyone's eyes are kind of open to what they're doing. Yeah, and and I and I really do think that um, you know. I think it's easy to kind of forgive Sony for how the PlayStation 5 launch went down. They're like, oh, this is the first time we've ever launched a console during a pandemic. This is the first time we've ever just sold them digitally. Uh, you know, physical retail stores didn't get them for a really long time. Uh, but I don't think we get to forgive them twice and say, right. hey, you know, like you should have learned your lesson two years ago when, you're, when, when your console launched and uh, and figured out all the problems and, and, and figured a way to mitigate those problems. So we've forgiven sony enough we've given them a pass long enough uh and so they really do need to make sure that they have uh some plan to make sure that this doesn't happen again uh especially you know i, I know a lot of cats out there were like anyone who ever bought a psvr1 should get have should be able to be first in line right like send like, the same way that we put in the uh the serial number for the playstation 5 camera adapters to get those online uh, we had to put our serial numbers in from the back of the breakout box. If if it was something similar like that, like, hey, if you still have a PlayStation VR 1, we're going to make sure that you have the option to buy a PSVR 2 at launch. I think I, I think that's a little extreme. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, why the fuck not? Right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. That, that would be awesome. Uh, they will never do that in a million years. <laughs> uh, because, again, like, they know we're going to be here, right? It, yep. If it takes us a year to get one... They, they can take that to the bank as it is that they'd rather have, you know, two to 3 million new users during mm-hmm. the launch phase. That, that would be a perfect scenario for them. Yeah. I, I wish you guys got to see what's happening down here. I'm trying my absolute hardest to run a show while there's a, a, a cat. That's my mouse pad. <laughs> She's just lying <laughs> on my mouse pad. I don't know what it is, man. Like she just desperately needs well, my attention when, uh, she's a, she's a cat. It's a mouse pad. Hello. It's my arm is what really she wants, man. She's like, give me attention. What are you doing? All right. Well, you just snuggle right up with my arm here, buddy, and I'll do my best to keep the show running. Uh, a lot of great comments in the chat. Thank you guys uh, so much. Uh, we are keeping an eye on everybody. Um, and so thank you for uh, participating in the conversation. Uh, 
Let's see here real quick. Um, Chrome Colossus, a.k.a. Genetic Blasphemy, the abbreviated game cat, with the $5 tip says, if you can't get a PSVR 2, then one of the cats will give up theirs. I know that I would. And that is wow. probably the most amazing thing I've ever heard anybody say on the face of the planet. Um, that's very, very sweet of you, and I really hope that uh, it doesn't ever come to that. Uh, I don't think I'd let it come to that. I would certainly be spending $1,000 with a scalper long before I asked anyone to give up their PSVR 2 headset. Thousand percent. Uh, so, Wes, the big topic of today is is obviously uh, it's in big letters across the thumbnail. Uh, is uh, the Quest two games that we want brought over to PlayStation VR two, um, and, uh, and and it, kind of an interesting first reaction, I think. Uh, Nihilus Ryan, the game feline with the five dollar tip, says, "Give us RE four. Quest can have the rest of their subpar lineup." And I will say, man, that this is sort of the genesis of uh, the, the, the of this conversation. Uh, I was I was kind of wondering, like, you know, like, obviously, there's so many different topics we can tackle week after week. And uh, this being kind of a slow news day um, and, and and me not really donning my PSVR headset all that often recently, um, it's it's kind of been a problem. I think, you know, like he, here, here I am. I'm the, I'm the guy that's saying PlayStation VR like kind of uh, saved video games for me when video games were getting stale and then. And then suddenly here we are like six years into the PSVR one lifespan and like we're not getting any new games and it's, I find it harder and harder to find reasons to put on my PSVR headset. And I, and, and if I'm being 100% completely honest, I, I feel like I'm sort of falling out of love with VR and, and I don't like that feeling. Right. Um, cause the last thing I want to do is like have to resort to quest, no offense to quest or the hardware or anything else. Um, but like that's just not where I want to be playing games. If it was, then I would have been covering Quest games for the last few years. I would have been covering PC VR games, but I just love PlayStation VR. Um, and so I'll tell you, Wes, the reason I, I suggested we do this today was because I got back into RE4 VR. And uh, and although I had some big problems with it at launch, and I was, was not interested because of how frequently it pulls you out of VR um, to do cut, 2D cutscenes, the number of times it switches to third person when you do kicks, um, it's I, I kind of let that stuff get in the way for me. And now here we are in this dry spell on PlayStation VR, and I have said, well, maybe it's time to get over that and see like really what this game has to offer. And I kind of fell in love with it. Um, and so Resident Evil 4 has been uh, sort of the reason why we're having this conversation today. Um, not one of my favorites in the Resident Evil series. Uh, it, it's, it's when Resident Evil started going more action-y and became... You know, the, the thing I didn't like with Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6. And so it's sort of always been like not a black sheep for me, just sort of when things started turning in a different direction. And I always said, well, maybe if it's in VR, it can turn me around and I can like really kind of love this game the way I love RE123 and Go Veronica. And I think it's kind of working. I think I'm really, really enjoying this. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh... For all of its flaws, of which there are a few that, that you uh, just noted, uh, it is still a Resident Evil game that's made for VR. And uh, there's something to be said for that, right? This is a AAA uh, VR game, even though it's still, you know, you know, it still has kind of older, uh, kind of an older art style. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of that, of course, has to do with the platform, uh, but not completely. Uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of attention was paid to preservation of a beloved classic. 
uh, this this game, this franchise has a passionate fan base, and they didn't at least for this title. This isn't a, like a a named remake title, right? This is this is a port. This is a VR port of a of a beloved um, classic action horror title, right. and they wanted to preserve a lot of the the game's original. Um, style and i think they did a very effective job of that and while it's not the best resident evil as you point out it is still a a, a very good resident evil game and it, and vr and as vr always does uh it made this game even better yeah yeah and so and some of the stuff that they did just to sort of um counteract some of my earlier statements you know like i said i don't like getting thrown into you know kind of a cinema mode to watch these cutscenes uh, for a game that was, was supposedly built from the ground up or rebuilt from the ground up for VR. I say, well, these aren't the kind of things that you want to do to the player, right? If you're making something that's going to be VRAF, which I think a good part of the game is, you don't you don't want to make these mistakes and, and, and kind of go down this road from the get go. It's like let me let me sit in the car in first person while the, in, instead of watching this cutscene on a flat screen. Um, that said, whenever whenever you're you know you're doing your communications, uh, the this thing unfolds and it's actually in your hand, uh, and, and, I, and that's way better than just switching over to the to a flat screen, uh, just you know grabbing things off the ground, uh, switching weapons, reloading everything else. I feel like is just really 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 well done, uh, and it looks it it really does look like the GameCube original. Like it doesn't seem like they tried to go in and change anything. Like you said, it's very a faithful recreation of the original game. Um, and, I, and I think I kind of started getting excited about playing it and, and about getting further into the game and being, you know, some, something that I, like I downloaded this on my switch not that long ago. It was like, well, maybe playing it on my switch in handheld mode will kind of make me love resident evil four. I keep trying to convince myself to love resident evil four Wes. I'm trying my hardest because I know it's like, <laughs> there's some people out there, or a lot of people out there who, who for them, this is their favorite game of all time. And, and because they like the direction that it was heading in, right? And for me, I'm trying to find ways to love it because I do love Resident Evil uh, as as a franchise. Um, and but I do, but I do think that the the quest is going to make me uh, really get into this, which of course makes me wonder what the hell is going on with PlayStation VR two. We, we we saw the trailer, we saw the tease at the end of it that said uh, the con- uh, PlayStation VR two content in development, and then they went radio silent about that. And so if we can get the PlayStation 5 version of this game that looks like it's going to be darker and grittier and scarier and like lean more into the horror element and we get that on PlayStation VR 2, then holy crap, man. It's like, yes, this is this to to respond to my own headline of this video. That's the version I want on PlayStation VR 2 because the Quest version has already gotten me interested. But I, I think right. if you want to sail that ship all the way home, man, then that's the way to do it for me. It's like get get the PlayStation 5 version up and running on PSVR 2. Yeah, it looks cinematic, doesn't it? It looks like uh, it looks like you're in a very uh, good high budget um, horror slash thriller. Uh, it looks much more creepy than the original game was, and a lot of the things that we didn't like about the original, it looks like they're they're kind of coming back over more to the horror side of things with the remake. Uh, so yeah, to, to have that in VR would be uh, a dream, and uh, I, I just you know. I, while we could sit here and speculate all all day on on just what the the VR integration in that game is going to be, uh, we don't know, and it's killing me that we don't know. 
Yeah, no, me too, man. Me too. It's uh, it, it's a little bit crazy. It's almost like we're watching something happen unfold. It's like, like, well, but what are we watching happen unfold? Are they just teasing us, uh, or did they, or did something actually go wrong behind the scenes and go, we weren't supposed to tell you that yet. That that was the wrong trailer. Uh, but pretty cool though. Looper the Underground Game Cat with the five euros says, "I'm glad to hear Brian coming back to RE4 VR. I hope the next step will be the RE2 remake, uh, PC VR mod." Uh, dude, I don't even want to. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> dude, every just, time just I let see me know. Just just let me know when you need help, Brian. I'm always here. <laughs> no way. No way. I'm 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 hoping that the next step for me is the RE2 first person VR mode that will be coming on PlayStation VR 2 officially from Capcom. Uh, it's that true. would be great. Looper follows thing, that up. It, it, I'm, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Looper follows that tip up with the uh, another five euros saying, I also would watch Brian stream any of this, maybe on uh, maybe on a separate channel or Twitch. It's possible, man. It's possible. I feel like I, I will say this. I, I, we're getting a little bit on the personal side at the moment, but I, I'll say it anyway. Um <laughs> PlayStation VR is, is sort of my job, right? And so part of me today was like, oh, I should capture the footage of the Quest games that I'm playing and put those up on the channel, you know, put those up and play, have them playing while we're talking about them. And I was like, man, let me just, let me just enjoy this, right? right. Let, me just, let me just enjoy, like, because again, I'm trying to fall back in love with VR and these, some of these games really help today. Uh, and so it's like, let me just enjoy it and not have to like, you know, worry about capturing good footage or, or, or having to go in and edit the footage later. It's like, well, I'm just going to try to just try to enjoy this and not have to worry about the work that's involved with it. Um, and that's why retro games have been such a saving grace for me recently, because I get to play those games and not worry about what I have to do to cover them on the channel. <laughs> so, right. yeah, so you get to balance work and, uh, and recreation every so often. And sometimes you have to make sacrifices in order to do it. Right. Well, I, I would like to say a couple of things before we move on uh, and get really into the meat of the conversation. First of all, uh, obviously, we've seen a few comments, not the majority, but there are a few people out there who uh, have this sentiment that I do not want Quest 2 or Quest games mm -hmm. on my PSVR at all. Right. And I certainly understand uh, that kind of attitude. It's undeniable that the onset and the inception of standalone VR has had a negative effect on the overall quality of the VR catalog. It ha it, there's no way around it. You, you're basically running these games on a cell phone processor. But with that said, good game developers are good game developers, and they exist on every VR platform, including this one. And while uh, it, it certainly took a lot longer for me to come up with a list of great games uh, from the Quest library today uh, than it would have if we were looking at, say, P PC. Mm -hmm. uh, I did come up with, with a list of very good games, and um, people need to understand that w while there are a lot of stinkers on Quest, there are certainly gems as well. Oh, and, and, and let's be clear. There's stinkers on PSVR 1 as well. I mean, if anybody yes. played A Fungus in My Garden, like that... <laughs> they're like oh we're gonna bring our game to quest it's like no don't 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 also inflict your like terribleness on them too like we've already had to deal with that game like don't make other people play it too um and so we've got we've got plenty of trash over on psvr1 right if you 
if your console is even remotely successful or if your peripheral is even remotely successful, you're going to have shovelware, you're going to have trash on it. It's just how it is. Um, that's why we always judge every headset based on the best stuff on it, not the worst stuff because man, even Netflix has garbage, right? It's like, I love Netflix and they've yeah. been providing some great content, but holy crap, there's some trash on there. So <sighs> the, 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 the other thing I wanted to say is, um, that at the end of the day, we're, we're both VR content creators. And, uh, the, the reason why we're halfway decent at what we do is because we do it a lot. And the main thing that we do here and over on my channel is we play VR games and we talk about them. And if Brian just has to stop playing VR games for an entire year, <laughs> he's going to get rusty, man. This is what we do. Uh, to be honest, Brian, I, I think it's admirable that, that you've lasted this long without really going in depth on anything good from Quest. Um, but, I mean, guys, what do you expect him to do? Just not play VR for a year? Like, there's good VR games over here. There's no reason. He has the hardware already. There's no reason that he shouldn't be playing it. So, uh I'm glad this day has finally come. Um, you're in you're in store for some good stuff, man. Waiting three years to get in, really get into the Quest catalog. Uh, you've it's had time now for a, a few good titles to build up. So uh, you've actually got a pretty good six months ahead of you uh, if you really lean into it um, before PSVR two gets here. Uh, Wally, sorry we didn't get to your tip. Uh, right, let's get that though. Uh, Wally is now a game cat. Specifically, White Tiger with Canadian five dollar tip says, "Hey, Brian." Hey, Wally. Uh, I won't buy one until you get one, PSVR 2. Uh, so let me know as soon as you get it. Also, any PSVR 2 reactions from your replaceable cable source? <laughs> um, no, no. I, I, don't, I, I, don't have, uh, I don't have... I don't have any uh, updated impressions or any updated uh, information to share quite yet. Um, I, think, I, think some, I think we're going to need some official information relatively soon. Uh, but again, all those, all those, all of the information channels have been kind of clouded recently because it does seem like Sony's like sending out mixed messages intentionally, uh, in order to like weed out some leakers. Uh, so I'm going to keep my head down and my nose clean and, uh, and hopefully we'll get some, uh, some more information soon. Uh, I saw, I saw some people in the chat saying, uh, you know, kind of like in response to Donatello's, uh, tip, saying the thought on playing quest games on my PSVR 2 makes me sick. I think, I think it's a perfectly fine first reaction to have, but what, what I want to make sure that we, uh, we, we are clear about, um, and I, again, I definitely saw some great comments in the chat that perfectly exemplified what I'm about to say, and I can't find them right now. So I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm just reading your uh, comment without reading your comment. Uh, I think we're going to have so many great games on PSVR 2, so many AAA games, so many hybrid games, so many first-party games, uh, commissioned third-party games, that that this is this is all just going to be filler, right? I, I would love if PlayStation VR 2 became a place where all VR games that have that have really ever been made just just came together to get a second chance another lease on life uh, i'm sure that there's a lot of games uh wes was trying to sell me recently on wilson's heart right super high budget the 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 voice actor cast in that game i'm sure was one of the most expensive uh voice acting uh budgets of maybe any vr game ever because of all the famous people that are in it i can't imagine no matter how well wilson's heart sold that they recouped their losses on that or sold or made as much money as they needed to um it would be great 
if games like Wilson Hart made it to PlayStation VR 2 just so people could finally play it, right? Is this going to is is this going to exemplify the best of the best on PlayStation VR 2? No. Is Walkabout Mini Golf going to exemplify the best of the best on PlayStation VR 2? No. But imagine being able to play all of the VR games that really deserve that that need to be played, ha- having access to them all in one place. I think it's, yes, it's kind of a fantasy that I've built up in my head, but but really this this could be the biggest VR headset launch we've ever seen. Uh, and so P- developers would be out of their mind not to bring their games over if, if as long as there's no legal obligations keeping that from happening. Yeah, and, and beyond that, and by the way, that's a beautiful dream, Brian. I hope that <laughs> does one day uh, come to fruition, whether it be PSVR 2 or PSVR 3 or some other future platform that we haven't even uh, considered yet. Um, but we talk about this on our channel a lot, that there's two main categories of vr games you have we call them main course games which are the the deep meaty titles that you can sink your teeth into you know story driven campaigns oftentimes uh things that take 8 10 12 hours to complete and then you have palate cleansers right Mm. you you have uh you, you have stuff that's typically um really arcadey games that you can pick up and play for 30 to 60 minutes and put it back down for a month come back played a few more minutes um and and i think the biggest issue with the quest catalog is that there's a lot more palette cleansers than there are main course games but with that said there's a place for both i don't always want to sit down and take on the kind of commitment that some of these uh you know the best games let's be honest the best games demand time uh sometimes i just want to play something that's fun and uh and these palate cleanser style games are, uh, are, are uh, you know, the good ones yeah. uh, are just as necessary as the, the good main course games. And, and I feel that way about everything, man. I feel that way when I pick up my Switch. I feel that way when I when I play a game uh, on my PlayStation 5 flat screen. I, like there are games that I want to sink tons of hours into. And then there's games that I just want to dick around in for 20 minutes here or there. Um, so it, it's really good to have an assortment. Agreed. Braxburg says, Brian is my dream. I re- I'm assuming that there's a typo involved there. <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant to say. And if it is, I love you. Uh, dude, let's kick, the, let's kick off these proceedings with, uh, with a game that I have been like, really wanting to play. I downloaded it. I bought it forever ago and, uh, and, and have not gotten around to playing it. Not really, not fully until today. This is Cosmodread by White Door Games. Uh, if you're not familiar with White Door Games, maybe you are, especially if you watch AJ's channel, because this is the same. This is the same dude, single, single, one man dev team, who made Dread Halls. Uh, dude, this is this this game just has. First of all, talk about working within your limitations, right? You have these enclosed spaces, uh, and you're, you're working not only with development limitations in terms of, hey, we don't have a huge budget because we're a one-man dev team. Uh, also, we're working you know, with, with the Quest 2 and uh, all this other stuff, and, and just trying to make sure that your game is uh, the best it can be with the limitations that you've got. And I think he killed it. I think he absolutely killed it. This is a an extremely, extremely successful and everything I'd want from a follow up to Dread Halls. You're on a ship, it's you you're you're running around, uh, you're you're trying to maintain your oxygen levels and your health levels. There's danger around every corner, or at least it seems like there is. I, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, Wes. I kept I kept telling myself, 
I don't want to spoil this for when I finally play it on PlayStation VR 2. That's what, every time I jump into the Quest 2 version, I go, I don't want to spoil this. And that's really why I'm dropping out. I, I proved to myself today that I'm a fucking liar because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to play this for the show today. So I have an opinion and I still wanted to drop out because, oh, guess what? I was scared. <laughs> that That's really, that's the real reason I didn't want to play it because I was fucking terrified. Um, and, but, and so again, working with the limitations, I think the sound design here, it's just so spot on. It sounds like there's a monster above you in the walls around you. There's n- n- noises that keep you on your toes that make you constantly turn around. You know, you're, it's, Dude, I I love this game, and and, and if this gets a PSVR two version, I'm gonna, I'm going to be so thrilled because I can only imagine what a little it already looks good. What a little boost in graphical fidelity is going to do for this? Uh, it's terrifying. That's basically what it got on PC. A little boost. Um, it, it is it isn't one to one, but they are very similar. But what you do get is uh, certainly some more realistic lighting and a little bit more uh, detail to the textures. Um, but again, this is a game that doesn't need much improvement. It's a very good game. And it's funny that even though this is a very different game than Dread Halls, uh, I feel like a lot of, of what makes this game great is the same thing that made Dread Halls great. You know, dark corridors, you never know what's around the next corner, and absolutely masterful sound design. You nailed it a minute ago. This game will scare you. you, you you'll think that the walls are going to kill you, that the air is going to poison you. Like, uh, it's a frightening experience. And uh, the the way that he structured the game is like such that you have to be urgent. Like, your oxygen's going to run out if you don't keep going. But uh, you can't go too fast either because, again, you don't know what's around the next corner. So I feel like it takes what Dreadhouse did very, very well and improves upon that by adding more layers, more depth to the gameplay through the, uh, the the kind of roguelike type features that, that have been added into the gameplay loop. Uh, it's a very good game and uh, one of the best horror games on Quest. I, I do have to say, um, part of what I, part of the, the reason it scares me so much is because <laughs> I feel like they don't explain a whole lot. Like it's sort of up to you to to, to jump in and, and, and figure that shit out. And even though whenever you pick up items, you can sort of point to it and it gives you a, a, a tiny description. There's, it, it maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Wes, it, it, is, are there like tutorials that I'm missing? Because really I'm just walking around going, I don't, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? You know, like I pick, there's, there's food items that like I, I can't eat. Uh, even they've got the little green, uh, like leaf thing on it. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Right. I see, I see that, like I get attacked and I was like, oh, I need to, I need to like up my health, but I don't know how to do that. You know? And like, so the kind of unknowing, like the, I don't, I don't even know if I have the tools I need to survive or to succeed at, you know, getting through this alive. That part, that kind of works for me. I was like, Brian, you fucking figure it out on your own. We're not going to tell you how to do this. And I was like, I kind of like that. Yeah, I guess I had, um, a little bit of an advantage uh, when I played this game at launch that you don't have now. Uh, you know, people were talking about it back then, and we all kind of figured certain things out together. Uh, but, but that time has long since gone. So, yeah, I could imagine it's a bit of a different experience for you not having any kind of like, uh, you know, conversation to lean back on, kind of figure out a few of the finer points. But what you're talking about here, on a, on a very quick side note, is actually one of my big pet peeves in uh in vr games is having food you can't eat having medicine that doesn't heal you mm-hmm. uh this, this some of this stuff actually looks like it's should be a usable item 
uh, and it's not, and that always gets on my nerves. But in the context of this game, there is uh, there's a crafting element to this game. So all of these items that you're finding have some sort of significance and use. Nice. That's that's really good to hear. Uh, my final my final thought on on this again. I I didn't. I would have loved to spend a whole day playing each of these games before this show, but there's just not time in, in, in order to do it. So maybe I didn't take a deep dive as, as far as I would have liked in each of these. Uh, but I will say, the time I spent in Cosmo Dread, the time I spent in the other games we're going to talk about, really, really, really made me go. I can't wait to get mo- to spend more time in this, and that's something that VR hasn't done in a little while. So I'm really excited. Um, so the final thing I want to say about Cosmo Dread is that I just love that you know, unlike Dread Halls and. and I, and I don't know if Dread Halls had uh, motion support on PC, but the, having having to open doors with both of your hands makes you feel really vulnerable. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm like opening doors and I'm like backing up as fast as possible. Anyway, like, what's behind the door? What it, okay, it's fine. I'm going to walk through it now. <laughs> like, because I, I, I'm trying to carry a weapon in one hand. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm scared. I'm going to hide behind my weapon. Uh, so it's, I, I do like, that, that was a big improvement for me over Dread Halls. I'm curious, Brian. Um, it takes a little while before you encounter any kind of enemies in this game. I'm curious as to how many that you've actually laid eyes on, because some of these things are grotesque. Just the just the one. <laughs> just the one. Oh, yeah. Boy. It, it took me a little while to figure out, um, you know, what I was doing, and I and I and I fumble around. I think more than most people do. I think I think it always takes me a while longer to get my bearings and figure out. Oh, hey, there's been a map on my wrist this whole time. Who the fuck knew? I was just walking around in circles. I didn't even realize. Um, you know, it, I think it always takes me a little bit longer to get my bearings in, in any game than for, than it does for most people. And so, uh, I, you know, I finally was like, oh, I've had a key card for this door for like the last 15 minutes. I didn't even fucking realize it, you know? And, uh, oh, like I just died because I couldn't find any oxygen, but I had one in my inventory the whole time. Right. That kind of stuff happened to me quite a bit for the first, you know, couple run throughs. Um, and so, yeah, I basically only got through the first key card door and found my first enemy and I walked up to him and he didn't seem like he was... he he was grotesque but i was like but at the same time i was like he doesn't seem like he's gonna bother me i'm just gonna walk away he seems like he's kind of like just hanging out over here and i walked away and he walked with me and i was like oh god this isn't gonna go well (laughs) stay away um and that was sort of that was sort of where i died (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i I know i knew exactly what happened when you said one i already knew (laughs) the scenario because it happened to me it happened to everyone um and see, this is what I'm talking about. This, yes, this is a PlayStation VR channel. We love PSVR above all, mm-hmm. right? And I say that as someone who loves all VR platforms. The PSVR library is number one. Now, with that said, yeah, who doesn't want to see Brian play this? Like, we, I would love to watch you play this. And I get it. You, you know, sometimes it's nice to not have extra work to do and to be able to just enjoy something for yourself. Yeah. But I would be interested, not, not to pull a miles on you here, I would be interested if there were happened to be a poll out there and you polled your community, would you like to see Brian play games that are not PSVR games? I'd be interested to see what the results of that poll would be. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, putting, sa- I'm not putting, I'm not the telling poll up. you to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not telling putting, you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, people, I would be interested to see. It, it is funny, man. The, the community is so, uh, is, is so supportive of, of me and, and the channel that, uh, the super supportive people out there uh, have have said two things. One, please review Quest Games because I love your reviews more than anyone else's, and I want to see you your reviews, uh, your or your coverage of these games. Uh, which thank you so much. Never in a million years did I think that anybody would respect 
uh, you know, the shit that I'm saying up here uh, to the point of being like, oh, this is my favorite reviewer, my favorite streamer, my favorite whatever. Uh, so that that's amazing to me. Uh, but the but then there's the other hardcore part of the community that's like, fuck fuck you, stop talking about quest games. This isn't a quest <laughs> channel, right? Um, this this is 100. Uh, you know, and that's kind of where I am in my head. Or I'm like, listen, like the quest is fine, but like. But but these but these games I feel like deserve a little bit more love and a little bit more attention and uh, and and I really do hope that these games will make it their way over to PSVR two to get those the attention they deserve. Um, so right. And by the way, I under, I get it. it. It doesn't matter if we're talking about this topic or any other divisive subject. The the people who are negative are always much louder, or at least it seems that way. Yeah as someone who's at the head of a community or a channel. Uh, so I get it, man. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Uh, so I, I, we just spent like way too long on the very first game we were going to talk right. about, which is no surprise, man. It's, 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 it's Wes and Brian's excellent adventure. We know how this goes week after week. We go, this is going to be a 45 minute show. Three hours later, we're like, man, Wes, <laughs> Wes has other shit to do today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Three hours later, we, we we cut half of our content out that we planned on talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, but let's bounce this back and forth ping pong style, man. What, g- g- throw a game at me. S- sell me on something. You, you know, I, I talked about a moment ago about main course meals mm-hmm. and uh, palate cleansers. And I'm going to kick it off with a palate cleanser. But the reason why is because it's just such a great game. It's fun. It's a fun arcade style game called Swarm. And if you're someone out there who loves uh, grappling in, in VR games. And we don't have a lot of games, especially in the PSVR library, that really lets us go crazy with, with our grappling hooks and our swinging. Yeah. Spider-Man in VR, as so many people like to refer to it. Um, you're going to love this game because while it is arena-based and it's an arcade shooter, um, and the arenas admittedly are not very large from a, uh, a, a horizontal point of view, uh, these arenas can be very large from a vertical point of view, meaning you, you get very, very uh, high in this game. And beyond that, uh, this game is breakneck fast. Nice. So uh, imagine if you would like uh, an arena-based grappling game that's breakneck speeds and then add, like, Galaga into it as a first-person shooter. So, like, you, you've got guns on your hands, there are uh, enemy creatures and craft being basically teleported into your arena, and they, they follow lines and patterns like uh, old school Galaga. Uh, it is so fun, this game, uh, and it's one of the most underrated games on Quest, I feel like. People who have played it, most people who have played it, absolutely love it, uh, and I'm surprised it's not been a bigger hit than it actually has been. Yeah, this was a. I had been keeping my eye on this game for a while um, because once it was announced for Quest, I immediately. This is what generally what I do. I get get in touch with developers and be like, "Hey, your game looks great. Uh, Any chance of you bringing it to PlayStation VR?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. We are definitely bringing this to PlayStation VR." I don't think it's coming to PlayStation VR, guys. (laughs) Like, not to burst anyone's bubble, but here we are, July thirteenth, twenty twenty two. I don't. I don't think it's coming. Uh, but, 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 but it's sad for me though. It's sad for me because I do, dude, I only in the last couple of years, uh, you know, I've always kind of dabbled with shoot 'em ups or shmups, uh, on, you know, retro consoles, always dabbled, never really, none of them really ever got their hooks in me. 
recently, dude, I've been so obsessed with Gradius and, uh, and, 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 and having played Yuki in, uh, you know, on PlayStation VR, uh, from Arvory games, Yuki, Yuki really made me go, Oh wow, this, this does work so well in VR. Um, and I, and I, and, but it also made me recognize what I love about shoot 'em ups and what I don't like about shoot 'em ups. And like, it started to differentiate which ones I like and which ones I don't. And, uh, and so, and so this one, especially when you say that there's patterns involved with the enemies, that for me, like the memorization part of it is, is part of mastering any shmup. And so that makes me more excited for this than I was prior. Uh, well, imagine this, Brian. Imagine that you're basically grappling in circles, right? And, and there's platforms everywhere, right, that are grappling points. Mm-hmm. Um, below you, a shark tank. If you fall, you're dead. So it's not something that you, you fall and you just start right back up. If you fall, you're dead. You can't stop. You have to keep going. Um, all of a sudden, all of these enemies, some of them small, some of them midsize, some of them bosses, you know, showing up in your space, and they're right in your face. Again, this is kind of claustrophobic from a vertical standpoint. So what you do is you grab, as you're, you're you know, accelerating in circles, you grab a, a higher platform and you throw yourself to the very tip top of the dome. And now all of a sudden these like dozens of enemies are all underneath your feet. You look down and as you fall back to the shark tank, you're blasting enemies the entire time. And just before you hit the water, you grab a platform and you start all over again. That's the loop in this game. And beyond that, there is a, you know, kind of a backstory They they tell a story with comic book panels as you go uh, and voice acting, good voice acting. And uh, has an awesome soundtrack. It's just a very high quality game, and uh, I hope you try it before uh, before we move on to the next gen. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been people have been raving about this for for quite a while now. The second you brought it up, I saw uh, the VR grid in the chat. What up, Ryan? Uh, just go bonkers, go bonkers. Yeah. Great game, great game from a great studio. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to see seeing what they have uh, coming next. Hopefully, hopefully it's a, a PSVR version or at least a PSVR two version. Yeah, I can't. Again, if it hasn't been announced for PSVR one, I can't imagine it coming to PSVR one. Uh, is there? Is there? Did you already say? Is there multiplayer in this, or is this a single player? They they just they just added multiplayer, but the multiplayer I don't think is for the main game mode. That they've added like multiplayer modes, which are like you know timing based things, race style things, mm-hmm. you know shooting challenges, things like that. But there is multiplayer, uh, something that has been. Uh, added probably within the last three to six months interesting yeah this this to me just screams multiplayer and so the fact that it launched without it is a little bit surprising and i guarantee you the reason it didn't get more attention than it did i think uh the the quest community i think is so gung-ho about multiplayer games uh and and i just think i just think the tides have really really turned over the last few years when it comes to you know people people's appreciation for single-player games every time a single-player game comes out the very first question is are you ever going to add multiplayer? Like that's immediate. Uh, so I, I can really see that being a, being part of the issue here. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's part, it certainly has been a part of the conversation from launch up until the moment that they uh, actually implemented it. Wes, I got to give a shout out real quick here to, uh, to our friend. Uh, wow. Hey, What's up, friend? This, this, this is why everything on this show should be scripted. Because when, 
because forgetting somebody's name mid-sentence is really not, uh, you know, what you want to do when you're calling someone your friend. Uh, what, I, what I meant to say, I want to give a shout out to our friend Jimmy Bowers from End Dreams. Uh, he's the PR guy over there, the uh, the community manager, uh, because literally it was two hours before the show, and I was like, and and, and he's in the middle of all this you know, he's, he's in the middle of like uh, demonstrating games at, at a developer conference or whatever it is. Right. And, uh, and I messaged him and was like, Hey dude, I, I really want, I really want to play Phantom Covert Ops uh, before Gamescast tonight and talk about it. And um, I was like, do you happen to have a review key that you could send over to me? And like, dude, within 12 minutes, like dude, so busy doing all this other crazy shit, IRL. Right. And, and within 12 minutes he had, he had a, a key for me. So thank you very much to Jimmy. Uh, and of course, End Dreams as a whole. Um, and I got to play Phantom Covert Ops today, something that I've been wanting to play for a while. Uh, what you're seeing here is the PC VR footage. You can tell there's a huge graphical difference, uh, but I, I will say that it, it, it looks it looks decent on the Quest 2. Um, this is essentially what people are calling is Metal Gear Kayak, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we laughed at this game when it was first announced. Mm. Like, it's such a... At first glance a ridiculous concept right like a a stealth first person shooter that doesn't allow you to get out of the water you're going to stay in the water the whole time i know i know uh, where you're you're heading to the point where you say but once you play it i gotta say but once you play it, <laughs> but but, exactly. but seriously still i was playing today i'm going seriously never going to get out of this thing <laughs> like i was still laughing while i was playing today i was like i feel like i feel like my covert mission here could be so easily thwarted with just one dude sitting on a bridge looking at the fucking river that, <laughs> that i'm going down <laughs> like like it, it, so even even in execution i do feel like it's kind of ridiculous however the yeah. execution is so well done that like you got you got to give it a pass yeah, and you know it's funny because <laughs> this this game features all of the things that really make this this kind of story driven stealth game uh, good. Like there are, I guess you would call them kind of cinema sequences where the NPCs in front of you have conversations that tell the stories, but you're always just kind of floating outside of a window, like watching this or, or, or some kind of a platform that's hanging out into the water, or you're going under a bridge. And, and you're taking it in from that perspective. So it's kind of comical, right? But they still kind of hit on all the notes that make this this genre of game good. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. My really only real legitimate complaint with the game is the length, although it is significantly longer than in Dream's latest game, Fract. So it, it, how short is it really? Yeah, I was actually, uh, you know, wondering how much I could get through before today's show. And, um, and, and so I did an HLTB dot com search and it said it was six hours which is that is that accurate it, it would take somebody like me or you six hours i have seen people play this in like three and a half to four so, oh because you and i explore every single corner and really take right. our time and exactly. yeah yeah that is uh that is very wes and brian excellent adventure of us uh shout out to eric in the chat what up mash daddy cool um yeah, man, this is, I will say again, expecting, I mean, people, I, I heard great things about it. And, and so, so I wasn't going in expecting anything bad for sure, but, but there was something that just worked so well about this ridiculous concept and all I jumped in, I it felt, it felt really, really great to, to control your kayak just by doing the motion that you'd expect that you have to do. Uh, you can, there's a button to hold for it to do tight turns, um, you know, get it, getting yourself uh, from point A to point B and being able to be stealthy uh, and, and, make, and making sure that you're not, um, 
you know, being seen by the guards, hiding out in the tall grass. Uh, and, and like you said, listening to the conversations, it all just feels really natural. I don't know how stealthy I'm going to actually be because within about 10 minutes, I was like, can I just kill this guy? Can I just kill? Yes, I know. I know it's still tutorial time. And they're like, come on, Brian, you really need to be able to sneak by this guy and like in and, and, and killing people. Violence should be a last resort. And I'm like, yeah, but I've got all these guns and stuff. <laughs> like, let me use the guns. They're like, oh, you should shoot this thing over here to make a distraction. I was like, but I could also just shoot him in the head. And so I like, I really just want to kill motherfuckers. So like, right. That's well, part of the reason we play video games. However, uh, you know, I, I, I want, I, I do kind of want to play it, uh, the way they want me to and, and see where it takes me. Well, I'll just say this to you. Do what feels natural, uh, because this is not aspire one. Like before you get to the end, uh, there are going to be situations that you have to be stealthy or else they're going to kill you. Uh, you're still kind of early on in the game. You're finding one, two, sometimes three guys at a time. Uh, but when you start to get to hit like, other areas there are guys that are more heavily armed and they are in greater numbers and uh it does pick up the challenge quite a bit in uh, not very much farther from where you're at right now so just play what it however it feels natural and uh get to the end if you can well i'm certainly going to give it my best because uh like i said you know like my psvr headset's just sort of been sitting over there and so i in order to keep playing vr games i gotta do something and this one this one just feels good man it feels good I don't, yeah, and this is a this is a legitimate candidate too. I feel like for a, a good game, or at least a good franchise, to to see uh, you know further titles from In Dreams on PSVR two. With you know, again, hopefully we will be able to get out of the boat next time. But even if not, I mean, I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it is and it is funny to see these games with the Oculus, uh, you know, Oculus Studios logo in them. You know, where they got they got obviously we're funded with uh, oculus money uh but we've seen plenty of games uh make their way over that were also funded with oculus money that, that made their way over to playstation vr some way sooner than others we saw uh shadow point made it right that was obviously a uh, an oculus studios game that was or being funded by oculus studios uh we have vader immortal right and so we it, and, I, and i don't think those are the only two examples those are just the first two that came uh, to mind major's tale Major's Tale was an Oculus funded. Uh, was it really for a while? Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, nice. Sure. So, so yeah, I, I really, you know, obviously we want to see what End Dreams is working on next. We want to see their next big title. We want to see what End Dreams Escalation is working on. Um, you know, their their AAA studio. But I think you know, again, uh, this this is this is something I feel like we'd be kind of missing out on if if uh, especially people who are fans of End Dreams work. Um, I don't know if I don't know if that's a thing. I feel like I'm I'm that kind of person who I'm like, oh man, I just love this developer, so I can't wait to see what they're making next. I think most people out there are like, oh, I just I just want to play a good game, you know. But for for me, it's usually tied to a developer. So I, I would like to be able to play all of End Dreams games all in the same place. Uh, and that, this is great. this this is from my first impressions, the the hour I've spent with it. Um, I mean, to me, one of their best games. Oh, for sure, for sure. And um, while it's a very different game than Fract, I feel that they're very comparable in terms of quality level. They're both very good games for very different reasons. Yeah, agreed. All right, man, I'm going to ping-pong it back to you. What do you got for me? Sell me on something. Well, uh, you know, this one's a bit different. Uh, This next one I I wanted to mention uh, as, well, I guess I I should just be honest here. I've only 
really uh, been in this next title twice, technically, and all of the both of those times within the last week. Uh, but I was extremely uh, impressed uh, this past Friday when I checked out VR Chat for the oh. first time. Uh, I had a great uh, tour guide, by the way. Shout out uh, Brad Lynch, a.k.a. Sadly, it's Bradley. He was uh, our, our next guest on location on Virtual Strangers. And uh, he he lives in VR chat, man. He's one of those people. That sounds and about right. Really want, From everything yeah, I know about yeah. Sally is Bradley. That checks out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he he wanted he wanted to show it off to me. And I got to say, man, I was impressed. It isn't just um, it isn't just a, a place where people can go make static rooms to to hang out in. It's 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 kind of like rec room with even more functionality than rec room and. Uh, also photorealism you know it doesn't look like minecraft when you get in there some of the stuff that brad showed me uh looks like it could come straight out of a triple avr game um so these creators are very um talented and it and it it really got me thinking and and by the way i i I am going somewhere with this and it isn't really that i so much hope to see vr chat by name on the playstation platform but it really got me thinking what multiplayer could mean for a title like dreams, which is a, a robust set of creator tools that have already been used to make some amazing experiences on the PlayStation platform. If they were to integrate multiplayer into this thing, uh, not only do, do I think that we could see a very, um, you know, a lot of engaging uh, concepts coming from the talented community, but I think it could be a second, breath of fresh air for this title that let's be honest really didn't perform like it was expected to like dreams was supposed to be a lot bigger deal by now than it actually is and i feel like if they were to implement multiplayer and and attract this type of uh user from the, the the 100 million plus you know playstation audience out there we could have something that's even bigger even more robust even higher quality uh, and high, more highly adopted than VR Chat is, and VR Chat, in case you didn't know, is uh, one of the most popular titles in VR right now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It, this, I mean, there's obviously so many reasons why this just won't work on PlayStation VR two or PlayStation five, and that's all comes down to Sony, right? Being a closed platform and making sure that they, you know, you were not infringing on other people's IPs or copyrights, blah blah blah, the whole thing. Yeah. However, <laughs> if you played Dreams recently, uh, you can't you can't go five feet without running into a Five Nights at Freddy's game that that some Five Nights fan has created, uh, or you know, or, or all a ton of other things that have just you know absolutely are just fan fan creations of certain games or whatever. So you've got to one you've got to wonder where the line is uh, with with this kind of stuff and and how many concessions that Sony's willing to make in order for their next gen headset to be successful. And uh, and I do think if you want to attract the younger crowd, this this is one of those concessions that you have to make. You have to figure out a legal avenue to work around uh, the the things that have been legal issues prior. Uh, so I, I do I do hope we see this not because I'm so I'm terribly interested in it, but because it would be a huge step forward for Sony, like kind of like unleashing the shackles that uh, console games are known to have. Um, yeah, and, you know, and to be clear, I, I'm not a big fan of social VR applications either, and I did not expect 
uh, to enjoy my time uh, in VR chat very much at all. But it was very much the same attitude that I had when I first started going in the rec room, which I was very late to the party on. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm coming away from my first experience the same way I did with rec room. If you go in with friends and you keep it private, don't go in where the squeakers are. Uh, VR chat can be very engaging. There's almost 5,500 worlds in VR chat and, the, and, and they can be curated through online databases. You don't have to get into VR to, uh, to check out which worlds that you're going to visit next time. You can kind of go in with a list. Um, and, you know, and while there is, you know, certainly with the avatars, there are a lot of copyright and trademark lines that are being crossed. Okay. Uh, but that really isn't what makes this great. Uh, it, it's the fact that to, that you're allowing the, uh, the community of creators out there, which again, Dreams has a vast and very talented community. The, the fact that you're allowing these people to create, at the same time that they're creating their art, they're creating um, social spaces that are alive, you know, with functionality. Again, it isn't all just art. That They're able to work in functionality just like they are with Dreams. Um, so, again, it isn't so much about bringing VR chat over to PSVR 2, but I would really like to see a multiplayer element being brought into Dreams. And if they want to be super strict with the copyright stuff, then they can, or at least as much as they have been up to this point. And uh, I feel like it won't really hinder things at all. I feel like... Um, Again, it could draw a very big crowd and uh, and get those servers to where they need to be uh, to in ensure another five years plus of development for this title. Wes, I need your help. Sure. Anything. Because one of the games I want to talk about today, it's a horror game. And so immediately you're like, well, well, obviously you're going to love this, right? It's a horror game. How could it possibly be bad? You know, how could Brian possibly not like it? Whatever, right? It's a game that I bought a long time ago based on somebody's recommendation. Uh, and I, I played a little bit. and was like, man, I don't know. This doesn't feel like it's for me. And then I played more today going, I'm just like Resident Evil 4 VR, just like all these other games that I haven't really given a fair shot to. I'm going to give this a fair shot today. And it's Lies Beneath. Okay. Another Oculus Studios game. Um... I'm missing something here, man. I really am because I, it's the art style is cool, right? It kind of has this comic booky type look to it. Uh, I, I feel like the interactions are pretty cool. Like I, I like uh, it. It really simplifies a lot of what's going on. You know, you find ammo and you just grab it, and then it just immediately disintegrates, so you know that it's in your inventory. Um, it, it's everything just kind of works. It's it's very simplified, but. But I felt like even within the first 45 minutes, I was like just getting bored of the gameplay loop. It wasn't scary to me. It wasn't terribly interesting to me. I was just walking down a path and just following the path and following the path and following the path and following the path, killing some enemies, following the path, killing some enemies, following the path, killing some enemies. And it wasn't it wasn't doing anything for me. Right. And, and, and I just I know I'm missing something here. And so I need you to sell me on this game to convince me to keep moving forward or, or, or tell me right now that if I don't like the first hour, <laughs> then I should just stop because it doesn't well, get better. It, well, well, it's interesting uh, because the gameplay loop pretty much is what it is. It, it is a very linear game um, and it's a shooter primarily. It's just as much an action game as it is a, a horror game. 
Uh, I, I do feel like, um, you know, I'm assuming that you played Resident Evil and Cosmo Dread before you played this game, right? Like today? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit of that there, right? Like, like if, if a game, another horror game really resonates with you and you're kind of in the mood for this certain style mm-hmm. uh, of scare and then you come into something that's primarily an action game, it might not quite land as much as it would have otherwise. Now, with that said, this game does get better as it goes. Uh, while it is linear um, and, and it, it, you know, it's very much a shooter from start to finish, your arsenal of weapons grows. The story becomes, a, a, you know, a, a lot more entertaining. Uh, the areas that you get into become a, a lot bigger. So even though it is um, linear, um, you know, it doesn't seem as linear a little bit later. The path remains narrow. But the areas kind of branch out a little bit better and become a, uh, a little bit more visually diverse. I know the early um, the early areas of this game are very samey. Like e- even through the first like three or four chapters, it's it's all pretty much woods mm-hmm. and you know a path for you to walk on. Um, but you again, you get bigger areas, you get bigger, more difficult enemies to deal with, and some of these enemies are terrifying they're grotesque even though you can't fully sell out because it is sell shaded comic book like if it were photo real it'd be much it would land a lot better and scare you a lot more uh, i do feel like uh one of the necessary components for uh, a game to scare you uh is present here and that is great sound design that these things sound vicious uh especially as you go on and face some of the uh you know bigger enemies um so you know a, a year and a half ago, I would have been sure. I would tell you without doubt, keep going. I'm sure you're going to like this. Uh, but I've I've said these words to you before about other games, and <laughs> turned out not to be the truth. So um, I would I would suggest that you um, that you keep playing. I hope that you're not playing on easy. I hope that you're at least playing it on normal difficulty. Always normal. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, because it is a challenging game, uh, which for me is a a big thing. I hate it when games are too easy. Uh, this one is not that. This one is challenging. And if you like shooting stuff in VR, if you like uh, a dark story, um, and you like this art style, which mm-hmm. it looks pretty good, yeah. uh, then I think you'll like this game uh, if you keep going. Yeah. Uh, it, a lot of great comments from the chat of people encouraging me, I think, to keep going. Decepticon says, it's more cool looking than scary. It's one you got to play through, though. Um, let's you see. Know, Awesome uh, for what it's worth, mm-hmm. uh, for what it's, for what it's worth, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, no, no. I like Lies Beneath a lot more than Cosmo Dread. Really, I like it a lot more. Yeah, I do. That that is worth something. Um, awesome Tatum says combat has a decent flow. Uh, Dan Kiefer says it's pretty choppy, pretty hacky, pretty blo- bloody. Therefore, it is good. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Some of, the, right. some of some of the art and scenes, the, just the scenery in it makes it worth it just by itself. Some of the things that you see just so cool looking as someone, I believe we, we had a conversation before that you used to collect comics as well and read them yeah. uh, quite a bit in your younger days. You're going to appreciate some of the art that you see before the end of this thing. It seems like uh, some of the indie comics that used to be on the shelf when we were collecting. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm intrigued, man. I'm intrigued. I will say, I will say like that. I, I think I want to include this just to say like, you know, just, 
not not batting a thousand here as far as uh, as far as my experience today went. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. I'm I'm in the mood for some new VR stuff. I'm in the mood to to play my quest. Right? It's like I'm just going to put all my you know preconceived notions, all my thoughts about the quest aside. I'm just going to play the crap out of it, wire included, because God knows I don't want the battery to die. Um, and uh, and yeah, and so in this one for whatever reason, the other ones were really roped me in, and this one just didn't do it yet. But that doesn't mean I'm going to give know, up on it. I think I think that you should finish RE4 first, or or <laughs> or quit playing RE4 and play this one first because yeah. they're very similar gameplay loops, and uh, RE4 is just so, so much more game yeah. than lies beneath this in every category, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, with all you know, with all the crafting and in the and the different items you can collect and whatever, and just the inventory management, all that stuff, really just makes me go with Resident Evil Four. Just like, yes, this is this is just a full fledged game. Like this was not, yes, it wasn't made for VR, but but man, you can tell uh, that there's a AAA studio behind it. Um, <laughs> right, M- right. MRI is right. in the chat with the ten dollar tip. Says, question: <laughs> I'm on the fence about buying Wraith: The Oblivion Afterlife. Is it worth picking up? I think I think he's poking fun at maybe you or me or maybe the uh or, or, or maybe the conversation that Wraith always creates between the two of us. Well, I, I would suggest that if MRI Gamer um isn't a Patreon supporter of five dollars or more oh, he is, uh, that you, you might want to consider doing that because we're gonna answer this question very soon. Uh but your short answer is last time I checked this this title was on sale. And uh, yes, absolutely, I would recommend it. Um, I will even say, you know, for for, for my disappointments with Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife, if we're taking the question seriously, MRI, for the disappointments I had with it, there are a few good moments, I think, that when it goes on sale for like, oh, it was like super cheap the last time it went on sale, like half price or 10 bucks or yeah. something. It was crazy that if you get around like 10 bucks, I, I think you'll get your $10 out of it. I, I don't. I don't think it should have ever been priced at $30, which I'm pretty sure it was at launch. Um, and I just don't feel like that's the right price for it. It does at no point. Does it feel like a $30 game? Uh, snafu with the $5 tip says, yo, yo, uh, detached the tensioners on my PSVR. And it feels like a brand new headset. So much more comfortable. Never heard it recommended here. Ever try it. Detach the tensioners. Like the, uh, I'll, the I'll, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, yeah, the stretchy things. I bet you anything that Snapu, Snafu uh, has a V2 headset, a version two, one of the newer ones. Okay. Uh, not one of the OG uh, ones like we have. Uh, because I've heard this um, from other people that th- they don't find the PSVR to, or the PSVR to be comfortable at all because it's too tight. It doesn't mm-hmm. sit right on their head. And I have a huge head, and my PSVR is the most comfortable headset I've ever had on. So uh, I've come to realize that these people that say this all have the Gen 2 PSVR. Yeah. So I think it's slightly different, and uh, I would imagine that's what's going on here. When I upgraded from my V1, because uh, what happened was is when Des joined the channel, I bought him a PlayStation 4, gave him my V1, uh, and then I upgraded to a V2. It was super tight. It really was. I've got a pretty big head, too. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and uh, and it just and I was like, oh man, and I will tell you, like I don't I don't know what happened with me that was different than everyone else out there, but mine loosened up like the tensioners. Uh, since now we're officially calling it that because Snapu named them that, um, they just sort of like loosened up a little bit over time, you know, because I, I I use my PlayStation VR, I mean, especially back then, 
like five, six, seven, eight hours a day. Um, and so just having them stretched frequently, uh, loosened it up and, and, and it kind of just got real, real comfortable in my head over the course of just a couple weeks. Um, but I remember putting it on for the first time and going, Jesus, why is this so tight? Was it, was the PSVR one or V one this tight at lunch? And I don't remember it being that. And then, especially since I put it on so many people's heads where they were like, like they would have complained, right? I would have heard them go, this is really tight. Is it supposed to be this tight? But no one ever said that. So yeah, it has something to do with the V2. Um, but also like, I, I I would say get a mannequin head or something that about the same shape or size as a mannequin head and just boom, stre- stretch it and, 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 and leave it stretched out on the mannequin head. Uh, and, and because I, it, I think that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to kind of like loosen up over time. So uh, when you're not using it, I would say just fucking... Do it, but but I guess I guess Snafu <laughs> found his own way. Uh, just remove them all together, which there you go. I'm very curious to see how that works. Um, very curious. Uh, Twitcher has a, an added. Uh, he's got an addendum to our, our Wraith co- uh, conversation. He says he went in with Brian's criticisms truly in mind, and I've been enjoying Wraith: The Oblivion Afterlife. Cool. Yeah, I just think it didn't land well with you, Brian. I think that uh, what you're, you were expecting was just so vastly different from what was there that it just completely missed. I can 100% say that that is an accurate statement, Wes. I was expecting something much different, meaning much better. <laughs> but can't wait to have a conversation. We've alluded to it. We might as well just say it. Uh, Wes and I are going to have a full-on 30-minute conversation about Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife for the $5 Patreon supporters on a new episode of Why We Love coming up soon. Can't wait to do that, man. We're looking forward yep. to it. So you and I you and I have never taken the gloves off and just fucking pounded each other <laughs> relentlessly, which sounds way more sexual than I meant it, but I'm kind of enjoying that too. Uh, dude, <laughs> sell, sell me on one more before we before we wrap up this conversation. What, what, one more quest game that uh that we desperately want to come to playstation vr2 or justice will not have been done well well this next one i, I put on here because I, I feel like uh it's one of those forgotten games that that used to be a favorite you know a staple back in the early days of vr but has gone on to kind of fade away but uh you know i'd like to see a, a, another version of it or even the original come to psvr2 and i think that it's a, a very real possibility because Robo Recall uh, was uh, developed mostly by Epic Games, which, as we all know, is a close partner with Sony, a, a place that has offered to do a PSVR 2 launch game, as we've talked about a few times before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a wave shooter, but it's a very high-quality AAA level of wave shooter. It's uh, it's physics-based. It's not all shooting. Like, like you can grab these enemies as well and tear them apart with your bare hands. And it feels great. Uh, it's just such a polished experience and it's so fun to play. And uh, I feel like it's very immersive and I feel like the, the, the games, um, the, the things that make this game as good as it is would really shine through on a next gen headset like PSVR two uh, with, with the advanced haptics, with the, uh, you know, adaptive triggers and with the OLED panels, 4K mm-hmm. OLED panels with wider field of view, I feel like Robo Recall would be amazing on uh, on that headset. So uh, whether it be this version, well, when I say this version, I mean the PC version. It is scaled back slightly for the Quest. Still good on Quest, not nearly as good. 
but uh, yeah, I would either like to see the PC version be brought to PSVR two with uh, a, a you know an, a feature update, or just see a, a whole new Robo Recall title from Epic. That would be great. the The other reason I wanted to mention this one is uh, for the, uh, the the studio that helped Epic develop this uh, title, and that's Drifter, which is a, a you know a, a small VR studio made up with former uh, AAA. Uh, former developers that worked at AAA Studios, uh, everything that they bring to VR is super high quality. Uh, Drifter brought brought us Lies Beneath, which we just talked about. They, they worked on Robo Recall. They also did a game called Gunheart, which was uh, oh. excellent. It was outstanding. And um, supposed to come any, to PSVR, never did. Yeah, well, that's that's really a shame uh, because uh, Gunheart's really good. It, it's it's. It has everything that people like about After the Fall, but it's a it's a lot. Well, it's it's I hate to say it, but it's it's done it's done a lot better than After the Fall was done. So, um, yeah, man, I really uh, I'm a fan of Drifter, and I hope that we can get them on the console side of things. There, there's about four or five studios that kind of are in this space for me that have never done PlayStation games that I feel we need to make this happen next gen. This is this is an interesting trailer because some of the things I'm looking for in this trailer, the trailer's not showing me. Uh, I mean, graphically it looks great, and uh, some of the gameplay mechanics about catching a bullet in midair and actually throwing it back as a weapon looks really cool. Yeah, however, awesome. however, I don't see any locomotion going on here. Do, do you get to move around these environments? Uh, you know, no, it's been a, it's probably been a. a a year or more since I played this game. I think now that I think back to it, I think that the locomotion in this game might have been a mod. I'm not sure that this shipped with full locomotion. Huh. I think it might be uh teleport. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, I've played it with full locomotion, but I think this game was meant to be a teleport game. And, and to be honest, it doesn't like, it's so fast paced. The teleport doesn't feel bad in it. It's one of these teleport. And, and this might be a, a foreign concept, to uh, some a PSVR gamer, but there's a certain kind of teleport where uh, you use the thumbstick to control what direction that you're facing when you land. Mm -hmm. I think maybe even Resident Evil Four does that. Um, it's a it's this it was kind of the first game to do that, and it's kind of central to the gameplay that you're you're, you're jumping around at a fast pace and you know you know already having chosen the direction that you're going to be facing when you land. So it is definitely the it is definitely meant to be a teleport-only game. I'm not sure if they ever officially added uh, smooth locomotion to it or not. It's funny. The, when you're describing the whole deciding which way you're going to face you know, post-teleport uh, mechanic, the, the game that came to mind was the deepest dive, I think, that's ever just randomly come to mind, and that's Soul Dimension Episode Zero, which is just so, <laughs> so random for anyone who knows what game that is. But uh, another... Another sad story, I guess. Um, yeah, this looks really good, man. It looks it looks like a lot of fun. I've been meaning to get around to playing this one. Uh, so, sadly, I have not. MRI Gamer with the $5 tip says, I'm also hoping for the VR Insomniac games uh, to come to PSVR as well. There's, dude, there's no chance in hell that they're not coming, right? I mean, right. Uh, and what, I guess I guess I should say that, I meant to say it right off the top, that there are certain games 
that I have omitted from this conversation mm-hmm. based on the likelihood that they come. Like if we're going to talk about our wish list of things that are, are coming to PSVR two, then I automatically disqualify the games that we know are coming right. or uh, games that we think are likely to come. And um, I feel like most of the insomniac or well, not, I feel like Stormland's kind of a, a shoe in, right? I feel like it's a no brainer. It's a modern VR game. I guess we could have talked about the, the, their prior work. Edge of Nowhere, uh, Brian, is a game I think you would love. Um, it is third person, uh, but it's probably the closest in terms of gameplay that I've seen in VR to uh, Uncharted. It feels like you're playing a horror version, psychological horror version of Uncharted. Um, it's really a great game. And yeah, I would love to see that come to uh, to PSVR 2. That, that's a great, uh, great pick. You got, yeah, you got my attention. I mean, those are all the words uh, you need in a press release to make sure that I play that. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, having Insomniac now being first party, uh, having all this VR experience, uh, as long as there's no legalities, keeping these things on Oculus devices, yeah, I just don't see it not happening. Why wouldn't you want to get all your PSVR 2 people on board with everything they've already done? And so that way, if they decide to expand the IP, create sequels, do whatever, that uh, we've all played those games. It makes perfect sense. A port, so much easier than <laughs> just making a new game. Uh, Looper the Underground Game Cat with the 5 euro says, how about Mist? I'd say it's a decent port with enough VRAF elements, uh, moments like ladder climbing and manual lever pulling. Uh, Wes, uh, I, I, I guess I guess we should probably just say that, that Wes had an amazing list of games uh, <laughs> uh, before the show started, and uh, we knew that we weren't going to be able to cover them all, and Mist was absolutely on that list, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, if you love any puzzlers at all in VR, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that most of them owe at least some small part of influence to to miss. You know, like this was kind of the the first super immersive story puzzler. Uh, and with that said, it, it's been completely recreated twice for VR. Uh, one uh, awesome version that came out on Quest, uh, but a, a much more rich an immersive version that came to PC that, you know, uh, again, kind of modernizes the gameplay uh, quite a bit, um, making it, a, you know, into a VR title with VR interactions. Uh, they actually have options in Miss Brian, that allow you to either keep like the original uh, animations and voice acting or update it. You know, we talked about preservation with Resident Evil 4. That was something that was also very important uh, for the developers of Mist to uh, appease their fan base by not changing too much. So there are options in there. How much, you know, how, how modernized do you really want it to be? Uh, but this this thing is eye candy on PC. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, again, this is an iconic game that most of us played, you know, 25 years ago. So you, you certainly have a nostalgia factor. And the fact that you get to, to step into these iconic locations uh i, I think mist mist is a game that's never going to go away uh, <laughs> i would consider this i would consider this likely to come to psvr too well and we do know that cyan worlds is you know is bring firmament to playstation vr2 they had to, they confirmed that not that long ago um right. and so you, you'd almost want to say hey you know like just like naughty dog always does you know they do like some kind of remaster or whatever for their first game on a platform uh, in order to kind of come to terms with it. Um, 
wouldn't surprise me uh, if this is something that they do. They're like, hey, we've already got this fully formed game. Uh, you know, while Firmament's still in development, we do we bring this over uh, and and learn how to use adaptive triggers, learn how to use haptic feedback, learn how to use haptics in the headset, like what, how, what and, and, and kind of like use Mist as a crash course in order to make sure that Firmament feels truly next gen. That sounds likely to me, uh, and it, yeah, it would it would be really strange to, to see this not come over. Uh, how did how did you said this still performs really well on Quest? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, um, there's some telltale signs that this isn't the PC version. I mean, the, the vegetation is Quest vegetation. You know, some of the 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 textures, if you put your nose to them. Uh, aren't aren't going to be as high res as uh, as a, you know games that you're used to on PlayStation uh, and PC. Uh, but I, I loved uh, this game on Quest uh, until I played it on PC, and then uh, <laughs> I never went back to it on Quest. Sure. Uh, but but uh, yeah, this is kind of a no brainer, man. This game is a cash cow. There, there are uh, this is a good reason for this is a good reason for them to re release it on the PlayStation platform for traditional gamers as well. That's what they did on PC. They, they re-released it flat, a, an updated, you know, remastered version of the original game. And then, you know, concurrently uh, re- released an updated remastered version of the VR version as well. Uh, I feel like they could do this on PlayStation and make a buttload of money. And I know that they know that. So I think it's probably a foregone conclusion at this point that, at some point, this is going to happen. I I kind of hope that they give uh, Abduction another chance too, because Abduction just got a trash, trash PSVR one port. As far as I'm concerned, that shit was sad. blurry, teleport only, uh, and loading screens every couple teleports. It was just it felt as about unimmersive as a VR game could ever possibly be. Um, and it seems like they just pushed it out because they promised us that they'd made, they'd do it. Um, so I'd really like Abduction to get another chance because that game was awesome uh, from what i played until game. i couldn't take it anymore <laughs> finally gave up yeah, it's a it's a great game it's got a lot of what you love about mist uh but there's an expansion in the storytelling and um in the world i mean it, it's it's like a proper sequel even though it's not directly tied to mist uh it, it has everything you love about mist but it's expands in every category um so yeah i love abduction and you're right it deserves uh, it deserves better on the PlayStation platform. Yes. Wes, you know what time it is? It's that time again, huh? That's right. It's time for a little PlayStation VR 20 questions. When I put six minutes up on the clock, the clock up on the counter, the way that Jeremy likes it. Uh, and Wes, you have 20 yes or no questions. And, and really, the game cats out there need to help you out because this it's. I feel like it's almost impossible to do this on your own. Um, but please in the chat, help Wes out, offer him good questions that he should be asking. And also in response to the question, the answers that you're getting, uh, suggestions about what game we could possibly be talking about. Um, I'm looking it up on the PlayStation store right now, just to, uh, make sure that I have, uh, all the details at my disposal. I want to make sure there's no element of this that I've forgotten about. I think I know everything I need to know. Uh, Perfect. Are you ready, Wes? I am as ready as I'm going to be, Brian. That's a big fat no. no. Not at all. Uh, well, lucky for you, OBS has decided to just like 
Nope, now it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to, I just want to put up the the six minute timer. And OBS is like, I don't think we want to do that. I'm like, all right. OBS uh, recognizes that I don't recognize the timer. <laughs> That's true. I forget about that. Um, on your mark, get set, go. Does this game use thumbsticks? Um, no. Let's just go with no. No, it does not. Oh, it does not. So your hesitation there is interesting. Yeah, it's it. It does not use thumbsticks, and I'm sorry for for, for delaying the answer. That that was a very AJ thing of me to do. <laughs> okay, so there's nothing to read into that then. No. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, we can assume then that it's uh, moves only. Um, does this game feature full locomotion? No. No. Uh, is this game, uh, is this game first person? Yes. So this is a first person teleport game with move controllers. Uh, is this game exclusive to PlayStation? No. So it's a multi-plat game. Is it a horror game? Yes. So we have a multi-plat horror game. Teleport only with move controllers. We, if we don't get this, there's something very, very wrong. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, I would assume then that this is uh, probably a game that's based on an existing franchise. Is that an actual question? It is a question. No, that's six. Not All right. So this is a, a standalone or, or otherwise uh, unheard of IP. Um. Uh, is it, are, it, do you do a lot of shooting in this game? You do. We do a lot of shooting in this game. Yep. Hmm. That is interesting. Um, so it's an un... Uh, guys, it can't be Doom because it's not tied to a previous franchise. Um, teleportation or, or, I mean, I guess it... it the, we're assuming because we're, there's not full locomotion that there's any locomotion. Is there any locomotion in this game, Brian? Or uh, I guess I should ask you that. Can you teleport? No. I have to think about it. No. All right. So, so you can't teleport. You, there's not full locomotion. You're standing still, most likely, shooting um, things. Guys, help me out. This is a very narrow... Uh, description here. Um, is this a good game, Brian? I, I think most people would consider it a good game. Yes. Okay. So this is this is good. So it's not uh, some of the crappy uh, some of the crappy wave shooters that we've had. Um, this did this game um, launch within um, the first two years of the PlayStation VR um, launch. Yes, that's 10. Mm, I see, I see. I think I know what this is. Um, uh, would you call this game a, a zombie shooter, Brian? Um, zombies? I feel like I'd be steering you wrong if I didn't call it a zombie shooter. Okay, that's good. I, can, oh, I can't look. I, I, forget, I don't know who the developer is. Damn it. Uh, I think I know what this is. Um, does the title of this game? Can I ask questions? I can't ask questions about the title, can I? Sure, you can. Why not? Can I? Can, does the does the title of this game start with the word "the"? 
Yes, it does, Wes. Yes, it does. Okay. Is this the Brookhaven experiment? Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't think you were that close to getting it, so I didn't even have the the trailer up and ready. It is the Brookhaven experiment. Yes, it is by Phosphor Games. Um, Phosphor Games. Thank you. And I, and I will tell you I'll that. Remember that now. I was uh, I was I was trying to look up uh, Phosphor Games because I, I, I had a feeling you were going to ask me have they made other PSVR games or other VR games, and and I, and I can't remember if what the deal was with um, Crystal Rift. Didn't I think mm-hmm. they also made that or they published it? There was a connection there, and I was like, oh, I don't want to like not know the answer. So I was searching for Phosphor Games uh, at the very last second there, but you already guessed it, so it didn't matter. Nice, nice, yeah. This is a actually. A by you know our generation considered a classic you know it's a popular on pc as well uh so yeah yeah a good one i've only played this one a couple of times to be honest i haven't made it very deep i, I might have played the first like three or four levels into it like uh probably deserves a lot more attention from me than i gave it uh maybe yeah i mean i i think so i think it was one of those games that like when i saw it on the playstation store i was like oh i never heard of it i i kind of saw the um uh, you know, the screenshots, I was like, oh, this is probably shovelware. And I didn't give it the attention it deserved for like the first, I don't know, maybe a month or two until I ran out of launch games to play. <laughs> it's like, oh, actually, it turns out this is really good. Uh, and they had a lot of uh, content post-launch. Um, Twitcher saying in the chat uh, that it uses sticks, uses analog sticks. Um, and uh, and I will tell you, and he also says it uses the DualShock 4. Um, not to my knowledge, not to my knowledge. I, I will say that, to my knowledge, it doesn't use the DualShock 4. In fact, it launched with only move support, and then it got aim support later on. Uh, so does it use thumbsticks? To me, was the question. I was like, it stumped me for a second, because I was like, oh, it uses the aim, but you can't walk around. And so... Can you turn? I think, I think manually. And then there's a 180 flip button. So but, it uses sticks, then? No, 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 no. Manually turn. Oh, so like, like, like U turn in so, IRL, and then you push oh, a 180 foot button. I so I, don't don't hold me to this, but that's where my head is at. I, I don't I don't think there's uh, I don't think there's sticks. I, okay. I don't think it's stick well, support. I think it's stuff like this is probably why I didn't play it as much as I did at the time when I was interested in playing this, and I did buy it. Uh, this is one of the uh, first PC VR games that I bought when I built my PC. Uh, I built a PC within a year of uh, of starting VR. Um, this is one of the first games that I bought. I never played it because at this time, I- I'm the type of guy that if you give me the same, um, if I'm doing the same thing and I have the, the choice of staying stationary or moving through a level, I, 10 times out of 10, I'm going to pick moving through a level. And I will even like, you know, make some other concessions to be able to, to have a level to move through. Even if it's a rail shooter, I think rail shooters are way better than wave shooters. Like I, I like, I like the, the presence that VR brings. I like to see a level, even if I don't have the freedom to move around like I like. Um, so at this time I was playing Arizona sunshine. I was playing killing for incursion and rush of blood. Mm-hmm. So like Brookhaven just never really appealed enough to me to pull me away from those games. Um, Eventually, I got around to it, but again, it seems a little dated uh, at now. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and that's and I think I think wave shooters in general just feel dated now. It's like it was something that you know we were flooded with for so long 
during the PSVR lifespan, um, you know, especially early on, we were like, oh, another wave shooter, oh, another wave shooter, oh, you know, just like getting to run around the levels felt like a huge improvement uh, over what a lot of these uh, games were delivering. That said, uh, I, I think this one deserves some recognition. It's got a great upgrade system. Uh, you know, you're constantly uh, upgrading your weapons, and there's a lot going on, uh, more than just standing still and shooting bad guys. Um, I don't know if it's zombies or not. Now, now I'm really questioning: Are these monsters I would call or zombies? Zombie shooting. Yeah, that's how I remember it. Anyway, um, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to get into the get into the. Uh, I guess technically there was some variety. It wasn't all zombies. Like there were monsters, and like the, a zombie-like creature was one of the enemies, but there were others as well. Yeah, zombie-like creatures for sure. I, I, I probably shouldn't have. Uh, Spend so much time thinking about that. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a zombie shooter. All right. That's going to have to do it, man. we gotta, we got to get out of here. Uh, thank you so much, Wes, for hanging out with me. As always, guys, don't forget that Wes does a lot of content over there on Virtual Strangers, so make sure you give him the love that that channel and him and his friends deserve. Uh, click the link in the description below. Subscribe to his channel. Also, make sure you join us over on discord click the links in the description below i uh, get your viewer takeover questions in uh, all sorts of stuff happening over there conversation 24 7 uh patreon.com slash without pro games if you want to support the channel uh so many people that help this channel run everybody from sci-fi game cat henry to jay meow to all the moderators they're all awesome uh thank you to everybody who hung out and watched the show thank you to everybody who commented thank you to everybody who tipped uh and supports the channel uh and th- thank you to everybody who helped wes out during 20 questions and thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show and didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Let's get out of here, Wes. Bye. See you later, guys. Can we talk more about walkabout mini golf? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I would like to have a resident evil four themed walkabout DLC. What about you? Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, dude, I want so much potential, so much potential for walkabout. Um, I was talking to Rypop in voice chat on, uh, on discord the other day. uh, And he was saying how cool it would be. uh, You know, like you must've played Astro's playroom. Uh, where like oh, yeah. all these different themes going on, right? The little the the little astrobots that you'd encounter were all sort of like, you know, cosplaying or acting out little scenes from different PlayStation games. How cool would it be right. to have a PlayStation themed course, a specific like oh, ex- an exclusive like the whole whole course could be, or just I don't know, I don't know if it'd be individual holes or if it'd be entire courses. One devoted to The Last of Us, one devoted to you know God of War, uh, one devoted to jack and daxter who the fuck knows man like all sorts of different possibilities there that'd be really cool uh, i love the idea and you know um yeah that would be great it would be a great way for for walkabout to come over and sony you know for all of their faults this is something that they do very well is is pay homage to their history uh so yeah man uh i'm down i really absolutely love that about the uh the the latest astrobot title the pack-in with mm-hmm. the uh the ps5 it's uh it really pays homage all the way back to the ps1 uh and everything in between so yeah man i'm, I'm down sign me up for sure nice well let's see what happens when walkabout finally makes its way over to uh to, to playstation vr 2 
as long as things go well. I can't imagine that not happening. I can't seem to get any information out of the developers, but let's hope that they uh, let's hope they make it happen. Dark Angel three in the chat says, "Stranger Things walkabout, please." Yeah, Whoa. that'd be pretty cool to go from like sure. the real world to the upside down throughout the course. Well, it'd of be the... cool because like uh, because like it would seem normal uh, until like you get to hole eleven. Then everything literally flips upside down. <laughs> that would be really cool. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Later. Love you guys.